Hey everyone, welcome back to What A Week. I'm your host, Olivia Lee, here to deliver your weekly dose of the news. Let's get started. In local news. Last Saturday, a planned protest opposing the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE in the Pearl District got out of hand, leading to the arrest of two people. The two-hour protest began at the Fields Park near the north end of the neighborhood and continued throughout the Pearl District. Photos showed an estimated 150 people gathered at the park at around 9 p.m. Flyers for the protest called for, quote, no borders, no nations, abolish deportation, end quote. While protesters smashed the windows of several businesses, many fed-up locals screamed at protesters to, quote, go home, according to reports. The Portland police reported, quote, windows were broken at a grocery store, restaurant, bank, shipping business, and multiple coffee shops. In state news, this past Sunday, February 28th, marked one year since the first coronavirus case was found in the state of Oregon. In a statement Governor Kate Brown released on the anniversary of the first COVID-19 case diagnosis, she said, quote, For so many Oregonians, after living through the COVID-19 pandemic, wildfires, flooding, severe winter weather, and a long overdue reckoning on racism and racial justice, our lives are far different than they were on February 28th, one year ago. Through it all, I have been inspired by the way Oregonians have pulled together and helped one another. Because of your smart choices to protect friends and family, Oregon has maintained some of the lowest infection, hospitalization, and death rates in the nation throughout the pandemic. Today, I want to take a moment to say thank you, Oregon, end quote. Governor Kate Brown also thanked frontline workers and noted that this pandemic has disproportionately impacted BIPOC communities. Brown also pointed to the, quote, light at the end of the tunnel as vaccination efforts continue to ramp up across the state. In its daily report this past Sunday, Oregon Health Authority reported zero new deaths and 292 new confirmed and presumptive cases of COVID-19 in the state. The OHA also reported that 29,330 new doses of the COVID-19 vaccine had been added to the state immunization registry. Oregon has now administered a total of 973,022 doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. To date, there have been 1,194,495 doses delivered to the sites across Oregon. In national news, last week, the FDA formally approved the single-shot Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine, the third vaccine to be authorized in the country. Johnson & Johnson's vaccine has been shown to be effective at reducing severe cases of COVID-19 with just one shot. Trials found that it prevented serious illness but was 66% effective overall when moderate cases were included. The vaccine is set to be a cost-effective alternative to the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines and can be stored in a refrigerator instead of a freezer. President Joe Biden made a statement on the authorization saying, quote, This is exciting news for all Americans and an encouraging development in our efforts to bring an end to the crisis. Though we celebrate today's news, I urge all Americans to keep washing your hands, stay socially distanced, and keep wearing masks. Last week, President Biden took his first known military action as president, targeting Iran-backed militias in Syria. Last Thursday, the U.S. military struck a site in Syria used by two Iranian-backed militia groups in response to rocket attacks on American forces in the region in the past two weeks. Up to a handful of militants were killed in the strikes, a U.S. official told CNN. The strikes, which took place at President Biden's direction, quickly drew criticism from Democratic lawmakers. The site was not specifically tied to the rocket attacks, but Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said he was, quote, confident it was used by the same Iranian-backed Shia militias targeting U.S. and coalition forces in Iraq with rocket attacks. In international news, this past Sunday was the bloodiest day in Myanmar since a military junta seized power there one month ago. According to United Nations Human Rights Office, at least 18 people were killed and more than 30 people were wounded 
after security forces fired live ammunition into crowds of peaceful protesters in several cities across the country. In addition to live rounds, police also used tear gas to disperse thousands of protesters in major cities. In response to the bloodshed, a UN Human Rights Office spokesperson said in a statement, quote, The people of Myanmar have the right to assemble peacefully and demand the restoration of democracy. These fundamental rights must be respected by the military and police, not met with violent and bloody repression. Use of lethal force against nonviolent demonstrators is never justifiable under international human rights norms, end quote. Lastly, here's the wild card news for this week. Last Thursday afternoon, the House of Representatives passed the Equality Act, a landmark LGBTQ plus civil rights bill. The key civil rights bill passed in a vote of 224 to 216, with three Republicans breaking with their party to join all Democrats in supporting the legislation. Despite this, the bill faces an uncertain future in the evenly divided Senate, where Democrats will need 60 votes to break a filibuster on the legislation. This is the second time in history that the Equality Act has passed the House. The first was in 2019, after which it stalled in the Senate when then-Majority Leader Mitch McConnell declined to bring the legislation for a vote. The Equality Act amends the 1964 Civil Rights Act to include sexual orientation and gender identity as protected classes in addition to race, religion, sex, and national origin. Well, that wraps up What a Week. Stay safe and see you guys next week.